This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, and thanks for tuning in. I am that nerd dad, Joe Williamson, and this is the Nerd Dad Podcast. We have got a guest today, uh, Officer Sean Shapiro is back and we have a really fun conversation about what it's like to be hated as a police officer <laughs> it's not the only thing we talk about we also talk about bike safety and a few other things but the thing with sean is it's always fun so without further ado let's watch sean do his thing here Sean, police constable Sean is here. It's me and it's you. <laughs> He's back. He agreed to come back. Um, we know and love him as the voiceover cop. Uh, he's been on a couple of times. I greatly appreciate your time today, Sean. Thank you. It's my pleasure. I love coming up to say hello and see what's going on. All right. So uh, I want to <laughs> want to start with this. Uh, I, I My note says bike nonsense. Um, and that's that was my jumping off point because about a week ago, maybe two, um, I noticed you getting into it on Twitter. Um, and what were you getting into? Well, it was over this this gentle image. It's a it's a, it's a woman who has a, appears to be a child in front of her on a on a bike. Uh, two other children beside her on a on various bikes. No helmets on anyone. And the caption's kind of sweet. It says, "Every good bicycle ride starts with a safe street to ride on." Um, and you had the nerve to say, hey, they're not wearing helmets. <laughs> well, you, you know, bastard. I, I, I honestly didn't and can't tell you where this was taken, although every bicycle advocate has jumped out and said, that's Holland. And how dare you say it wasn't safe? They're the number one place in the world for bike safety. I'm like, that's great. But in Ontario, that's a picture of three people who are legally required to be wearing a helmet and one person who's being a really bad role model because the parent should also be wearing a helmet because helmets prevent serious head injury, or at least have better chances of preventing serious head injury. I don't want to give an absolute, uh, you know, answer that, that nothing is a hundred percent, but you know, you can't win the lottery if you don't buy a ticket. So putting a helmet on gives you better chances of reducing injury. Uh, but I can't get over the, the, a number of people who are so against helmets and they also say they're for bicycle safety. I, to me, it's a bit of the, um, the seatbelt argument. It's like, why wouldn't you? Like, wh where is the, the, is it a freedom thing? I, <laughs> I, I saw that they saw that I saw that people kept commenting with various studies. Oh, all these studies show this. But I think if I'm, and then you know, correct me if I'm wrong, they were more or less saying in a hypothetical world, if the roads were safer, you don't need the helmet. I think it's if there was no cars is what oh, they're okay. going for. I think they're they're very, they say that we're anti-bike, but I think it's that they're anti-car. In any case, um, there were people who are saying that if, if, a, if a motorist sees a cyclist who's, not, who's wearing a helmet, they are more likely to be dangerous in their presence, which I think is absolute wackadoo stuff. But <laughs> um, that is 
something that's been alleged. I've seen things written by people who support that idea, and I've seen things that people from people who don't support it. Um, unfortunately, if I don't agree with what cycling community people say, they get upset. Some people say that helmets will increase your risk. Some people showed, uh, I, I, the, the guy who posted that sent something about uh, cyclists, the stats on cyclists that were killed, helmet versus not helmet. I'm like, that's great, but it doesn't talk about people who were seriously injured or have brain trauma. That wasn't in the chart, right? Like we're talking about head trauma and in, brain injury. Anyway, it, it, unfortunately, um, I can only say the same thing so many times and well, and then, okay. So you did, you tried to your credit. You kept kind of saying like there, there, you kept trying to make various points. Like I'm saying helmets ultimately err on the side of safety and people were a lot of backlash. Oh, again, there's a reason why it hit my feed and it's because <laughs> the algorithm said, Hey, this is kind of controversial. You should take a look at it. Um, and then I, I was, I was shocked how, the, your your Twitter account, your your TikTok presence, um, it makes you a public figure. How much of I'm going to engage with the general public? I'm going to try to educate. Do you feel as an obligation? And at what point do you kind of pull the pin and say, "All right, I can't do this anymore. I'm talking. I'm talking to a brick walls." Well, I'm I'm at that point. I, I've I've checked okay. out. I'm not responding anymore because <laughs> there's no winning. It doesn't matter what I say. There's no winning unless I'm agreeing. I'm at public enemy number one, so I've given up. And now, am I obligated to respond? No. Uh, did I choose to get involved in conversations because it? I thought they needed some logic and, and information injected into the conversation? Yes. Uh, it's not one of those things like I'm not, majority of these conversations were on my own time at home in my underwear type thing, but uh, because I was relaxing and it was no longer a relaxing evening because I was getting into these conversations. So I've, I've checked out. I'll respond, I'll say my piece, and then uh, is it posting ghost? I think is what it's called. I, I'm, I'm not getting into it. I, I, do you block? I don't. I, I'm I'm not a big blocker. Or are you in, mute? Mute is the new thing. I I found mute. Okay. I've never used the feature before. I like mute because it it gives me the opportunity to still see important messages. I don't want to turn. I don't want to turn away from somebody. If someone needs help, if someone has a legitimate conversation that they want to have, even if I blocked the nonsense that they've said before, or not blocked, but muted it, I still want them to have a way of getting hold of me. I'm still a police officer, and I still think it's important. But. Um, the, the, the anger that, you know, I posted something, asked you a question. You didn't answer me in 10 minutes. I'm sorry. You know, I'm off duty. I'm not working. And even when I am working, I've got other things that are happening. So, um, responding on Twitter seems is now a second class platform, sadly. Okay. So <laughs> like you kind of touched on something I wanted to talk about anyways, with the idea of being off duty and your responsibilities as an off duty officer, um, but uh, before I go to that, I want to just kind of say the idea of someone reaching out to a police officer, like it must happen. People reach out to the police via Twitter, via social sure. media and say, hey, there's an emergency. Yeah. How often does that happen? And it, have you had to staff up a social media platform essentially just to monitor it and say, hey, you need to call 911? 100%. Yesterday I was tagged in something. And once I became aware of it, somebody reporting a sexual assault, I told them to oh call police. I mean, it should be an automatic don't post things yeah. on Twitter or TikTok to report a crime. You should call the police. That's what we're here for. 
but I, you know, once I'm tagged in it and I become aware of it, I'm going to act on it. And I, and I did. I reached out to that person. I couldn't send them direct messages, but I did respond and said, you should call the police. And, and our accounts all say, my personal account, even our work ones say, not monitor 24-7. It needs to be known that this isn't the place to call in an emergency. That's what 911 is for. Although 911 is not for calling to tell your kids to do their homework, which also happens. So, you know, there, there's different ends of the spectrum. Uh, I want to make sure people get the help they need. And I've had people... Who contact me. I happened to catch the message. They were suicidal. Uh, they had thoughts of self-harm and they reached out. Why? Because I was the guy that they spoke to and felt comfortable with. Uh, and, and fortunately, I was able to get them. They were in Hamilton, but I was able to get them someone to attend and speak to them and hopefully, uh, you know, keep them around. What obligations do you have as an off-duty officer? Maybe not, you know, it doesn't have to be you, anyone. What, sure. what obligations is an well, off-duty? You're out and about, you see something, so a police officer is a police officer 24-7. We're actually no longer civilians. We, 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 we are no longer uh, someone who can just be off on our own, taking care of ourselves. We are obligated under the Police Services Act to take action. We're there to protect people. So if I see a criminal offense and I'm able to respond or, or get involved or just be the best witness I can be and notify my friends by way of 911, that could meet the requirement, but there has to be something. I can't just turn a blind eye and walk away. Uh, so, so from that perspective, I have to do something. Uh, if I'm with my wife and kids and putting them in direct harm is the only way to, well, I'm not going to put them in harm. I am going to be calling 911 and keeping a safe distance and monitoring the situation as best I can. So it depends on the situation, but, but have I, have I gotten involved? Have I had come up to crash scenes, uh, you know, and, and been part of an arrest for an impaired driver? Absolutely. I wouldn't do it. I would, I would do it exactly the same way every time. Even if I wasn't a police officer, I would hope that someone who came across a, a crash would check on people to make sure they're okay. Uh, if they if qualified, provide first aid, uh, or or help get the information to police so that an arrest can be made if that person was impaired. So it's kind of stuff that's just what I would do anyway. I just happen to now be obligated to do a lot of it. <laughs> Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So it's like a like a mandatory Good Samaritan yeah, thing. You know what? We all signed up for this, and it's it's uh, it's the job that just keeps on being a job. <laughs> being a job. Does that get tiresome? I, you know what? I think this is the best job uh, there is. Being able to go in, I, I, I was in private industry. I had a business, and every day you're taking money from people, and then you're giving them a service. And this is one where you get to give that service for free. You don't worry about the bill. You just help people. I think it's very freeing that way. Um, because whether I designed something, I was a photographer, I did a whole bunch of different things. At the end of the day, I still have to say, are you okay with this amount of money? And if you're okay with this kind of money, then I can help you. But only if you pay me. Like, I just get to help people. And it's not a concern. 
And sometimes I get to have conversations on Twitter and they're frustrating. <laughs> okay. Has anyone ever accidentally committed a crime? No, let me rephrase. Has anyone ever accidentally, <laughs> other people have, I'm sure have, I left with a loaf of bread in the stroller. I get it. That's an accidental crime. Um, I don't know what the rules are about that, but let's just say they're fine. Um, and then, but has anyone ever like through your ask a traffic cop services and your live streams, has anyone kind of said like, Hey, I'm asking for a friend. And you're like, mm, I'm going to dig a little bit sure deeper on that you one. Are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, listen, I imagine that most people asking most questions are asking because they themselves want to do it or have done it or have equipment that they're not sure about. And, and, and yeah, people yeah, luckily are anonymous for their sake, but very often are, asking questions about things they're involved in that are illegal. Uh, whether it be criminal or not is a different story. And and I've had conversations just with friends and, and acquaintances where they're telling me something. I'm like, I'm going to stop you right there because what you're about to tell me could possibly change our relationship. Uh, you know, when I used to go to parties years ago before uh, marijuana was legal, first of all, when was the last time I went to a party? It's a long time ago. But, but you know, I was a member of the police service even before I was a police officer. I was a court officer. I was a uh, an auxiliary officer. And I'm like, if I go somewhere that there's drugs being, you know, taken, I'm going to leave because I don't want to be in a situation, A, that I have to arrest somebody or B, that I'm going to be, you know, mixed in and considered because that would be career changing for me. So right. it's always been uncomfortable. And now I'm a very recognizable police officer. So I think people in general are just smart enough not to talk about illegal, stupid stuff. I have a friend who's a, a, a criminal defense lawyer and she's kind of the same way. She's kind of like, I think it's time for me to leave. <laughs> it, <laughs> I think it's time for me yeah. to walk away. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have a very select a group of people that I that I that I hang out with and they do not do what I would you know, things that I would not approve of. And sure they don't. If I if I know about it. Yeah. <laughs> sure they don't. They wait until you leave. Uh, that um, may be. <laughs> okay. On your on your show today, you were talking about uh someone asked a question about um metal license plates and they said, mm -hmm. Oh, is it okay if you just leave it in the dash? And the answer to that question is yes. Well it's it's illegal. Uh, oh, yeah, it is illegal. It, it is illegal. So they were, they were specifically talking about displaying the front plate. For some reason, many vehicle owners have an allergic reaction to mounting their license plate appropriately on the front front bumper where it's where it's got to go. Looks uh, like in Ontario, we have to have we have two license plates issued. You have to display both of them. And some people are too cool for two plates, or they 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 just stuff it in behind the. Uh, uh, the windshield, because they think that that's displaying it to the front, doesn't work. It's not legal, but it's also dangerous. We were talking about what I call the Ontario shuriken, you know, the ninja star. And in a collision situation, that plate is going to become dislodged and is a fairly, you know, heavy and somewhat sharp piece of metal. And it could be, it could be very dangerous. Uh, but there's so many options that people have: zip ties, the actual appropriate mounting bumper kit. A tow hook adapter. So many options that are legal, um, and yet people often just don't want to look. I don't know. Is it aerodynamics? Does that license plate really make a difference? They don't like the way it looks. Yeah, it's cool. It's a coolness thing. I think. Uh, now, the other uh, you and I were talking before we got on, just to give you a taste of what I wanted to talk about. The idea of like the little Chihuahua bobblehead, uh, your cell phone mount, all of the things that people glue to their their front dash um, that could become projectiles. Now. What's the status of those in your car? So there's there's the projectile potential for harm, and then there's the obstruction to a driver's view. Okay. If you have, I, I mean, I've, if you Google it, you'll see there are some 
photos of people with five phones in their in their windshields, suction cups all over the place. If you're obstructing the driver's view, you can be charged for that simply for having an obstructed view on the windshield. Uh, it's not safe. You you can cover an entire pedestrian or cyclist with a cell phone. So don't mount them there. It's not the best place to mount them. Find other ways, event uh, mounts. Uh, use, if you have the technology, uh, the iPhone has uh, CarPlay, uh, Android Play, I think you're whatever the equivalent is for the people who use non-Apple devices that I don't usually talk to. You're going to get hate for that. Go ahead. Yep. <laughs> it's going to be the I, bike lane situation all over. Oh, Go ahead. Well, there's, yeah, listen, if everybody hates me, I'm used to it. But I, I had a boss once upon a time who said, if I'm not ticking somebody off, I'm changing my language on the I fly can here. I see that. I if I'm not ticking somebody off, real time. yes, uh, <laughs> if I'm not doing it every single day, if someone's not upset from things I say, then I'm not doing my job because people don't like hearing truth. People don't like hearing things that don't co-align with their or align with their logic and belief. So I say a lot of things that are based in law and uh, and and based in safety. Although I've been accused of being based in law and not safety because the allegation is that law doesn't equal safety. But whatever. Does that uh, you know what uh, does that get tiresome? The idea of the cop always being the bad guy. And look, I I'm not going to go into the police conversation. Uh, at all, because I like you, and I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> venture. I don't want to venture down that road. And maybe turn a corner, but the, especially right now, the perception of police officers is not what it used to be when I was growing up. Sure, it wasn't like, oh, you want to be a police officer? That's a noble profession. It seems to have taken on a different life of its own. Does that get tiresome? It's it's very frustrating because at the end of the day. The people who joined this job are just people helping other people. We go to people's worst and best, and we are there to help. And if there are some people who aren't there to, for that purpose, and they're just here for a paycheck, there may be a couple of those here and there. But the vast majority are putting their lives in the line every single day. They go out, they don't know if they're coming home. Uh, we've seen way too many tragedies. A close friend of mine was murdered last year. Uh, we just had a, another uh, officer shot and killed. There's there were other officers injured. Like it's it's the only job that that you can go to with a high risk of of not coming home. I mean, there there you can say construction uh, workers and tow truck operators all have a high risk, but. The highest risk is when you go, uh, you know, running towards the sound of gunfire or, or you know, burning buildings like firefighters do. Like we are emergency services, and we don't have an option to say, "I don't think I'm going to do it." I think, I think I'm going to. No, I'm just going to go home. Like we can't do that. We're obligated to go. And if you were to run away, you would be done with cowardice. You'd be charged. It's not possible. It's not. It's not an option. So, is it frustrating to have people um, poo-poo or, or or call uh, call the people? Uh, who, who choose this profession, who show up for 30 years uh, to protect their community, um, evil or bad or, or, or all, all sorts of other allegations. Yeah, it's very frustrating. It's, it's hurtful. Um, do I accept that that's what they believe and they can believe what they want to believe? Absolutely. Uh, unfortunately, there's no opt-in or opt-out. Like, you know, you don't like us, we won't come. It's, we, we still show up even if you don't like us. And we still help you. Oddly enough, it's like atheists in a snake pit. In a snake pit, that was the 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 uh, the, the, the and and I don't mean to take it as religion, but that was the saying that really worked out. Um, someone said you'll never find an atheist in a snake pit because when when you when you're stuck in there like Indiana Jones and the snakes, it suddenly they're calling for God. Well, <laughs> bad bad folk or police haters when they need the police, they'll call police. Oddly enough, so there you go. It's not a uh, if it was an opt out, save a little bit on your taxes. I still don't think many people would take it. It's <laughs> I, the I, ultimate insurance, just in case. It's nice to know that someone 
is coming when you need help. And I, I can tell you, when I was in my motorcycle collision uh, in 2018, and I was lying on the road after uh, being hit by a car, um, the four, roughly four minutes until police, fire, and ambulance showed up were the longest minutes of my life. It was, it was weird. And I couldn't tell you the best feeling, uh, the, the, the absolute, the most wonderful sense of security, that warm blanket hug, uh, you know, the equivalent to, 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 to mom when you're sick, you know, giving you a hug, was the, the sound of a siren in the distance and getting closer. Like, it was the best thing ever. And then uh, to have that reassuring hand on my shoulder saying, I got gotcha. you. Like, uh, I know we make a difference. And that was a cop, uh, that was a retired cop who was, the, who was two car lengths behind me who said, you know, I'm a retired copper and I'm here to help. And I knew him. He didn't even recognize me when I was with my helmet on. It was, a, it was a, my friend's uh, husband. Uh, it, it, we do good stuff. And I'm confident that we do good stuff, despite people suggesting otherwise. I'm going to get you out of here on that. I'm not, I'm not going to top that. That's, <laughs> that. That was beautiful. Officer Sean Shapiro, thank you so much for your time today, my friend. It is always a pleasure. I look forward to seeing you again. Awesome. I'm gonna hit, oh, no. I'm gonna hit end Isn't he the best? He's just the best. I defy you to find me a better, uh, more inter engaging police officer to speak with. Um, and just an open book. You know, that last question about the idea of what it's like to be in that profession these days, it's not something I had pre-planned with him. Usually we kind of map out the conversation. I'll let you in a little behind the scenes stuff. Uh, typically, I will say to the interviewer or interviewee, here's what I'm thinking. I'm probably going to do this. Depending on how you answer to this, I might go here, I might go there. Just a heads up. And that way, the conversation has a better flow. Uh, but that idea of it, I wrote it down, and I was like, eh, I'm let it go. But the conversation felt like it was a natural movement towards there, which is why I went with it. So uh, thank you, of course, to Officer Sean Shapiro, a.k.a. The Voiceover Cop. Mm, that's it for mine. Want to thank Cryer Media. I uh, want to thank you for listening and watching and sharing and commenting and all kinds of fun stuff. Um, best hobby in the world. You make it that way. Be well, be safe, and. For listening. Damn. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon.